Welcome to episode 37 of Iron Man Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Righto guys, welcome along to episode 37 of Iron Man Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Isles. Brought to you by Coffees of Hawaii. Dub, 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 coffeesofhawaii.com. You're very good at that. I love it. You are very good at it. Love the coffee. And you love the coffee. Mm. Even better. Um, so on this week's show, what do we got on? I normally say, oh, well, Ross, how are you going, mate? I'm going good. I'm, yeah, that... I'm sensational. How about you? Oh, well, I've got a shag calf. I'm not happy. Actually, <laughs> actually, I've got a bug in my shoulder as well. So oh, really? It's the Broke Brothers. Uh, I can't swim. You can't run. How can you not swim? Nah. We don't do it. Oh, just a bit of tendonitis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't run at the moment. So anyway, we're happy place. <laughs> show must go on. So we've got a news for this week. We've got a bit of news coming up. We've got uh, website of the week. We've got age grouper of the week. We've got high five, for which this week John sent me an email saying, Jim Etiquette. Jim so, Etiquette. That's what I'm doing, Jim Etiquette. I'm not a gym um, junkie, but you spend a fair amount of time there, so I figured you'd be a good authority on it. I am indeed. That's why I Googled it. <laughs> <laughs> Coach's Corner. We're going to go a topic you suggested last week on maybe a few steps and ideas on if you are wanting to become a coach. Take a next step, eh? Mm. Um, questions and answers. And also, we did an interview just before the show. You actually want to tell a little bit about that? Yeah, so we interviewed um, a girl called Alex Young. She works for Pro4 and is also involved in the organisation of uh, the Challenge Wanaka race. Yep. Uh, so we talked to her a bit about the race and plans to expand it. So we'll insert that somewhere in the show. Just where uh, we want to chuck it in. Yeah, some good news coming up there and some big news coming up as well. Yeah, some good gots actually. Mm. Oh, we're up to play an Ironman talker today. Yeah, oh, it's beautiful. it all happens here. So in the news, pretty much, um, a few weeks ago we had on uh, on our blog, didn't we? We had the question, yes. what to give an Ironman athlete for Christmas? And obviously Ironman Corporation are copying us. They are. They just ripped, right under our, ripped us from under our feet and they went on there and published their own article. And uh, so, I don't know what we can do about it, but they've got a few a few items up there. Well, hopefully they give us commission. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Before they sue us for using the, name, the word yeah. Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they've got a few things up there. If you, if you are looking for probably a slightly more expensive Christmas item, they've got a CompuTrainer, which are around about 1500 uh, US. And then they've got a Cannondale bike. Surprisingly, Cannondale sponsor um, yeah. Ironman Hawaii. And Endless Pool. And Endless Pool. I'm, I don't have any idea how much Endless Pools are, but I know they're, they're a fair amount. But, um, you know, just a few other ideas on there. And uh, if you are looking for some slightly smaller things, then uh, check out our blog from a few weeks ago, and there's some good links on there on, on places to shop. Good, yeah, little, good, good little stocking filler, I thought, would be uh, an Ems Power Cookie. Yeah, but can you get them overseas? We can get, no, but if we've, I'm sure we've got a few New Zealand listeners. Oh, we've got lots of New Zealand <laughs> listeners. Yeah, definitely. New Zealand people, Ems Power Cookies. Yeah. Arm warmers are always good, too, for stocking filler. good, yeah. Arm warmers are a rip-off, but aren't they? Ah, oh, but... Yeah, mm. I won some in the race we had the other week. They're extra large. Yeah, <laughs> big arms, not that big. Um, okay, so anyway, um, awesome race in France. Four triathlons in five days. But what's probably most important about this one is it's at Alpe d'Huez, uh, and for anybody who knows anything about cycling, Alpe d'Huez is probably the most famous uh, mountain in France for uh, the Tour de France. It's got I think twenty one switchbacks and uh, very steep. And uh, so there's a guy, actually, if we actually go to that site, sorry, Bevan, okay, uh, it's called alptriathlon.com. Alp it is actually organized by a uh, triathlete, um, a very, very well-known French triathlete, and I'll tell you who that is when the uh, oh, I'm doing two page once. comes up. Okay, wait a second. Oh, here we go. Cyril Neveu, that's right, it oh, is. Cyril, Cyril Neveu. Um, he's a really good athlete, and I think what you tend to find is when you get athletes organizing or running races, they tend to do a pretty good job because... They know what athletes want from an event. Mm. Um, and so he's running this event in France. And uh, the first day they have a sprint triathlon on the Sunday. And then on Monday they have a kids triathlon. On the Wednesday they have a long distance triathlon, which is a 2,200 meter swim, 115k bike, and a 22k run. And then on the Thursday they have a, uh, a sprint distance triathlon, one, one case, 1.1k swim, 30k bike, 7k run. So distances, aren't they? Yeah, the French like to do funny things, um, but that that the long distance triathlon uh, actually does go up Alpe d'Huez, uh, and I think you run at the top there. So if, if you do want to go for a holiday in France uh, and do a race, that would be fantastic. The race date is back it up, Bevan. Oh, back it oh, up. Oh, I've gone past the page. Back it up. There we go. Starts on the 29th of July. 29th of July. So it'd be nice and toasty in France at that time of the year, and uh, and uh, having ridden ridden some of the Pyrenees and I've uh, been down to the Alps 
you, you won't regret it. And if you can go home and say you've ridden Alpe d'Huez, um, go down to folklore. It'll be wicked. Really? Yeah, it is. It is the most when when they have the Tour de France here, they get sometimes get a million people watching the stage. What it on is, the road? Yeah, it is just really? ridiculous. So wow. uh, it'll just be awesome. It'd be fun, there. Eh? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a good event. Look out for it. I might start training for the Tour de France. <laughs> um, okay, then, so what else have we got happening in the news? Uh, there hasn't been that much on Newsweek. Not a lot. Slow Twitch had a bit of an article, which you haven't even read. I've just kind of chucked it in front of you right now, um, regarding what was happening last weekend. They're saying, basically, at the end of it, they're saying that although it was good that uh, no one, everyone got cleared, it still could put a little bit of a kind of dark cloud over the race. So. Yeah, mm. I mean, what do you say? I, I did. Uh, was it? But this was testing done by an independent uh, laboratory, or is it done by the WTC? I'm not quite sure. Yeah, it's I'd always a bit different. different. <laughs> <laughs> Even skim reading. Yeah. So, yeah, so it, yeah. it is good news that there's, there's no um, positives there. Um, mm. But I think we've uh, done that story. Yep. So Bevan just sort of bring it up again. Well, I wasn't going <laughs> to so I thought I should. Anyway, results from the weekend. She put in half. Shipped in half in Australia. Pretty fast times happening over there. Pretty fast boys. Uh, Boyd Conrick. Uh, 4.02.31 took it out Nathan Stewart was second in 4.03.20 so just uh, 50 seconds behind and then Josh Cornish was uh, in third place do we know Andrew McCoy? Andrew Mackey he's, he's a Kiwi guy he, yeah. we talked about a few weeks ago he must have been the uh, the sort of really machine swimmer yep he was yep. Uh, first out of the swim 23.39 um, pretty solid on the bike 2.20 and uh, just lost a little bit of time on the run with a 1.31 but we like to see Kiwis up there he's in ninth place yep and if we scroll down to find out the girlies. Okay, and the girls. Female pro. Alison Cole uh, took the race out in four hours 26. She was 31st overall. That's pretty solid. Uh, second place was Angie Sharp in 428. So only two minutes behind. In third, third place, place Alison Finch. And yep. four hours thirty, so it's pretty close racing actually. Only four minutes covering, uh, less than four minutes covering the top three girls, and uh, pretty close racing the guys as well. So well done to all you Aussies. We got six hundred people doing races. So good size race. Good size race. Mm -hmm. It's actually part of the uh, the Australian Half Ironman series, so I think it may well be a qualifier for Ironman Australia. Okay, so, nice. Do they have any qualification spots in Brussels?ton for, for, for Kona? For, yeah, for Kona they do. They yeah, do. definitely. Okay. I mean, it's one of the few Ironmans around the world that you know you can still go straight into. You know, Ironman New Zealand, uh, but Ironman Western Australia and probably Ironman Malaysia. Are probably three of there's not too many other events that don't fill up really quickly. Yep. Ironman UK doesn't quite yet, but it's good that there are still a few events around that don't fill up. Okay, and Taupo, which is in the top half of New Zealand, they had um, Taupo half, and we had it was pretty kind of kind of a lesser field wasn't it it was because we've talked about this before the um, the race that was there the Taupo half has actually moved to Rotorua and it's actually on this coming weekend um, but we still had a race on up there I think they had about 80 or 90 mm. uh, people racing mm -hmm. we had Keegan Williams in uh, 4.25.39 taking it out by 10 minutes Greg, uh, Greg Knight taking 4.35 so yeah definitely slow times wasn't yeah, it yeah and then uh, Gavin Chapman in third and 4.52 so not setting the world on fire there but hey Hey, that's a bit of glory third yeah, in the Tower Half yeah. Ironman I'm sure that a lot of those people are going on to do uh, Ironman later in the year yep. and the girls yep. uh, Daniela Scott yeah in 5.33 and then Felicity Cantwell which is uh, 5.44 and Nikki McKenzie and it's 6.06 so again slow mm. times but mm. we, you know, I think what how many people are doing that you're saying about 80 odd yeah, so it's, so so it's a growing event hopefully we'll see yeah and then this weekend coming up we've got the Rotorua Half which I is a big race in New Zealand it's mm. one of our biggest halves isn't it it's but, the biggest isn't it uh, I'd say probably second behind um, Mount Monganui, uh, the oh, Tauranga yeah, half. half. But I think they've got a, around about seven, eight hundred people uh, racing. One of my athletes won the spot major spot prize, which is a, uh, a, a, a Scott Plasma bike, which is worth about ten grand. Really? Yeah, I told you this last week, mate. Well, when, all, my, all my athletes, I look after them. They win spot prizes. Well, I'm, <laughs> and, I'm happy uh, about it. I'm not happy. Got plenty of athletes going and heading up there. So <laughs> it's the first time they've used this course. It's in a beautiful lake, blue, uh, blue lake, and then uh, they head out for a bit of an undulating bike course. But they start at six. I think the women start at six twenty in the morning. Really? Whew, that's an early start. That is an early start. That's an early get up time. So we've got the Canberra Half Iron Man on as well. And Australia. Australia. And we've also got in, uh, Peru, Maria. I think, uh, the Triathlon Santa Maria. So there we go. So that's what's happening in the world this week. That's what's happening this week. Okay, so what else is happening? Hop top from last week. We actually didn't get a lot of feedback on this yeah. one. Yeah, was, was week. Yeah, week. Pull your finger out, man. Ugh. So uh, we've got five comments, but <laughs> to be honest, I was happy no, with we're the We're pretty of woeful comments, comments too. Oh, no, sensational. 
So anyway, we've got a couple of really respectable ones. And uh, Fegan came on and said, Michaeli Jones, uh, what an athlete, probably the last person I can think of to dominate all distances, which is probably mm-hmm. true. Yep. Mm-hmm. Some could say Mecca. Yep. Yep. Um, I hope she kicks ass in Kona in 07. And then I guess she might head back to Beijing and kick us over there too. So, yep. No, that's not going to happen. You don't think? No. Nah. <laughs> well, I mean, she might go to Beijing, but she'd, uh, she I can't see her kicking ass. He's also giving Stadler a bit of a bit of a thumbs up for his goodie fit in Kona. Not sure about his after-race performance, though. Very good. And uh, also Bella Comerford, who's had a really good year this year, hasn't she? She has, yep. yeah. Yep. Go, girl. Go, girl. And, uh, yep. Yeah. Okay, so next one. It's uh, <laughs> creepy. This one. <laughs> um, Mullet's recent performance of gunning his coach. When did my nickname become Mullet's? <laughs> oh, it's, it's a new name. <laughs> I'm not happy. Mullet Isles. <laughs> so that was a, that was a pretty woeful one actually. Who sent that one in? That's sensational. It's beautiful. You can't, you can't get performance of the year if we both, we both get our ass kicked by somebody else. So. Yeah, but you still I bet the coach. <laughs> Cameron, he's saying Cameron Brown's winning in Frankfurt, which is pretty true, you know. Yeah, it was yep. a solid performance. Um, Next one, Rebecca Preston on winning Ironman Austria, only two weeks after winning Ironman Switzerland. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty, uh, yeah, pretty sensational. That is awesome, isn't it? Um, and then she she didn't actually end up doing uh, didn't end up doing Hawaii, um, so it's a bit of a shame. And next one, uh, Gina Kerr's comeback race in Kona to take fourth place. That was in from Joel Lennox. Um, and Desiree Flicker coming in at second. Yeah, that was a bit of a surprise. You know, mm. Uh, mm. Very, very strange results I found this year in Kona for the females. Uh, and uh, lastly from Ed, great one. Anyone who can outduel his coach with an un-aero hairstyle like a mallet has got to be out there. There you go, two, two mallet comments <laughs> in one week. I'm not happy about the mallet. I'm putting a photo, this week I'm putting a photo of my hairstyle up on the website. You go to the website, dub, 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 Iron Man Talk, and you'll check it out. We, we, yeah, it's not a mallet. Come on, Mully. <laughs> Mully. Mully, that's it. I'm going to abbreviate. Everybody who, whenever you send in any email questions, no, it's Mully and Mully and John. We'll never respond to them. <laughs> and they'll go straight to the top of the uh, the questions. Keeping it in the good spirit of things recently, um, since, you know, the blog's pretty much is, the races have finished for the year, and we're kind of, it's come up that light, light time of the year. We've got to probably do our performance of the year. Okay, what's your performance of the year? I, um, I, I did have a bit of a scan through the results and, and nothing really, really jumped out at me except probably Stadler's performance. Um, I mean, I know you were going to try and say let's not put Stadler's performance up there, yep. cause, but it was it was very, very completely dominating. And there wasn't really, I didn't really find there was any other complete dominations uh, around the world. Also thought Chris McCormick's performance in uh, Rote was pretty pretty outstanding. Um, but yeah, it, there was. But, uh, but Stadler was just pretty incredible really now, I, I'm thinking I didn't really do much prep on this one but I'm thinking of that race where the two girls the girl was chasing her down and um oh that was at uh, Canada wasn't it yeah was where it? Lisa Bentley was getting chased down or, yeah or, 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 um, I think Bentley was chasing someone else down uh, it was uh, Belinda Granger yeah I think that was a pretty good performance I think mm. that was the way, for a good race that was mm. the race that really stood out for me from the year you know I was watching it on I'm in talk I'm in I'm in live we must have cleaned the website. <laughs> I was we were watching it on Ironman Live, and it was just so exciting. And for me, um, maybe it wasn't the greatest performance, but it was definitely the most exciting race yeah. of the year. You know, so, just, yeah, it was pretty exciting. But so. I think, uh, yeah, Stadler was outstanding. Yeah, Stadler day. was outstanding. You know, uh, swam, bike, and ran really well. Uh, so, yeah. so that was impressive. So that's my performance of the year. But does, does the fact that we didn't get many responses kind of highlight the fact that not many people know much about the sport, as in like? You know who the stars and watch races and stuff like that. I think it's a bit of apathy. Yeah, a bit of apathy out there. I think. Okay. Okay. Just um, and it, it's been a long year, and I think you know, obviously, all the recent results are going to be fresh in people's minds. Because to be to be one hundred percent honest, until I really got into doing this, I wasn't someone who followed the pros in a big way. Yeah. And I think the show here giving us some credit here, but we're really good for the pros because I don't know, maybe maybe not. Oh, I agree, and and I think uh, I was just sort of I, I don't really trawl the forums very much, but I was uh, just having a quick look this week, and I know that that Iron Man was was showed on NBC uh, last week. It was a two hour episode and uh, they really didn't apparently focus on the pros very much. It was more sort of the, the happy stories mm. and there was lots of debate. I didn't really go through it too much on the forums on was this a good thing or was it not and uh, most people seem to think they quite enjoyed the, the happy sort of stories and, and things like that whereas uh, I probably prefer it the other yeah, way around but, it, but, but, I'm, yeah. that, but that's, you know, I'm looking at it from a different perspective. So. Mm. Um, I think I, I think I, yeah, but I think the good thing about Ironman Live, the site now is when you're on when you're actually watching the race, it is all about the pros pretty yeah, much. Yeah. And so when you're watching the Kona coverage this year, it was all about the pros. Mm, so mm. if you are a hardcore, you know, more of a junkie like myself, then you can go in there and that's your coverage. Yep. And if you want to sort of see the 
the, the stories behind the race then you obviously yeah. watch the, the TV coverage and um, yeah apparently it was, it was pretty um, incredible that they got a two hour coverage on NBC which mm. is one of the major channels in the States so mm. and I think that the Eerie Fairy stories they are inspiration I think that what draws a lot of people towards Iron Man yeah you know they watch them and they see normal people doing great things and they think well I can do that so mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, this week's topic? Oh, yeah, so go back to this week's topic. This week's topic is, uh, last week I mentioned at the end of the show that we don't have a catchphrase. And we actually got a couple of suggestions coming through this week. Mm -hmm. But hold it back, hold it back, because we're going to let you go on the blog, and we're going to let you choose, well, not just let you, but we're going to put your catchphrase for the end of the show. I've got one. What's yours? This is Mully and John sign <laughs> signing off. <laughs> <laughs> it's not happening. I'll put my photo on. It's not a mallet. It's longish, but it's definitely not a mallet. Um, so, <laughs> so put your catchphrase on there, and then John and I will will discuss between ourselves and choose what we think's the best. And we'll go with it. And it's got to be 100% unanimous. <laughs> there's, there's no mally crap happening. And uh, yeah, so maybe we'll review it yearly. We'll maybe run with the catchphrase for a year, and then maybe we'll, oh, okay, we'll have nice. a yearly prize. That sounds like a great thing. Right, and so that's our news for this week. Age Grouper of the Week. Um, we're just talking about how hot it is in here right now. It's a hot day in Christchurch today. Oh, I mean, talk shooters is very, very hot. hot. Bevan's getting a little toasty. <laughs> have, you got, have you got any underarm marks going yet? No, not yet. Oh, no, yeah. no, not yet. It's always a bad look, isn't it? The old not, underarm It's not a good look. If you're out on a date, just go to the toilet, take the top off. <laughs> I don't know, do something. <laughs> anyway, Age Grouper of the Week is, goes to Max Longry. Yeah, so... Yeah. so um. A few X-Try junkies out there, uh, you'll probably be able to read an article about Max on... Just, just to divert here, X-Try's going downhill big time, isn't it? It's not performing really well mm, at the moment. It's going downhill big time. Yeah. They need to pull their finger out, yeah. to be honest. So it's uh, not, not keeping it up to date quite. They seem to just be kind of linking to other articles from other magazines. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? And they'll give you half a story and then say, now click here and you go to the full story. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyway, we're digressing. Mm. Um, but they did have a good, great article this week. <laughs> great article this week on this guy, uh, Max... Longry, yep. and um, the reason we want to make him Age Grouper of the Week is he is the winner at Kona for, for the Age Group yeah. uh, so, uh, overall. Groups. So pretty amazing performance. Uh, where, where was I? I think he did uh, 8 hours 41, which had him uh, within a 2 hour 48 marathon. Wow, 20th overall. 2 hour 48, bloody macaroni ran a 2... F didn't macaroni run a 2.48? Yeah. Maybe, maybe macaroni ran 2.46, something like that. But that's got to be that'll be the second fastest run of the day. Um, finished twentieth overall, wow. an eight forty one, uh, and it's a new amateur course record. Yeah, so it was a fantastic day. And uh, you know, okay, so should have been racing as an age grouper. Well, it depends if he's an age grouper or not. I mean, we have this this, this always have this problem where you, you get athletes still racing age group and they're full time athletes, and uh, yeah, you, know, you can't. I mean, we, we'll. Uh, Assume he is. I know when, you know, say Klaus went over there one year, he'd been sort of training full-time in New Zealand yep. before, he, before he raced. Um, one age group. One age group. But, I mean, this guy is now saying that he's going to turn pro next year and come back. Um, well, it's exciting. He's only 25. Mm. So, you know, in early 30s, you peak. Yeah. You if know. he can get his, you know, I don't know what his, uh, his splits are. Maybe we should just no, pause there and check his splits. No, I don't think they have them. Okay. Um, but he is our age group of the week because that's an awesome performance, being the fastest age group in the world. Um Eight forty-eight. Even if even if he has been training full time to run two forty-eight and bloody yeah. Kona, he deserves some sort of recognition. Yeah. So and this is as good as it gets. Yeah, as good as it gets. There's a movie yeah. called that, isn't it? As good as it gets. Yeah, Jack Nicholas. Yeah. yeah beautiful. Um, so go go read about this guy on X Try. We'll have a link to it on the show notes. Have a link to it on the But Max, if you are listening, you are yeah. our age group of the week. week. That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> right. It. Um, oh, it's high five. One, two, three, four. High five. Ooh, you know, so I brought my head back into it. Back, head back in Last there. week didn't sound the same, did it? Did you listen mm, to it? No, I uh, It just wasn't the same. Anyway, so John gave me an email saying I want gym etiquette. And so, I've got some gym etiquette for you. Mm. So first of all, do you want to do, 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 you want to do it with me? No, or no, you, yeah, I'll let you take over. Okay, well, I believe, I'm a big believer in sharing is caring. Mm -hmm. And when you're at the gym, if you get on the machine, now we're talking particularly about weights now, well, maybe even for treadmills and stuff, but mainly for when you're doing your weight session, um, do your set and uh, sometimes you can just sit around on the machine but if someone comes along and they want to use the machine always you know offer it to them okay I'm doing a set of 10 here I've got through you know tell them what you're doing and often the person will say yeah, can I work in with you and uh, 
maybe not always what you want to do because you may want a certain amount of rest but at the same time like at my gym in particular on a Monday night it's just so busy that you mm-hmm. know, it's just silly to be unfair on that one mm. so that's very important cleaning up after yourself is number uh, two we don't like dirty kiwis don't like dirty kiwis or dirty internationals <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so cleaning up after yourself so make sure you always take a towel to your workout yeah. and uh, once you get off the machine wipe it down give it a quick wipe it only takes two seconds and it's just hygienically you know Bevan's biggest Bevan's biggest pet peeve is someone who walks away from a machine <laughs> leaving a slimy pool of sweat behind yeah thanks yeah yeah, always bring a towel always take a towel and make sure you use it you know that's the other thing um, leave no trace so when you're, when you're doing weights and particularly free weights you have to stack up your weights on the machines and um, you know if you're someone who's doing heavy weight make sure you always take that weight off you know yeah. and you just get people you know they'll put like 6 20 kgs on a leg press or something like that and do their weights and then walk away and then you get like a, an old frail lady walking up and you can't take the weights off so always whatever you put on always take off and sometimes it's alright to leave like one really light one on there but in general you really want to take pretty much everything off you've done mm-hmm. um, don't hog the treadmill Oh, don't like treadmill hoggers. Well, it's a frustrating one, that one. Now, I've put this one down here. Now, most gyms have a limit, so um, yeah. at busy times, they may say you have a 20-minute run time, and the good trick around that, if you do want to get around this, is to put a magazine on the time thing, over the time thing. <laughs> now, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't do that, though, would you? Well, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, d- yeah. so don't hog the treadmill. It, it is, can be frustrating if you want to try to do an hour session on the treadmill, and... Um, you know, and, and you're at the gym and, you know, you want to get your hour run and it's a wet day outside or something. and Do a run, bike, run. Yeah, do something like that. Um, or try to go to the gym at a lesser time of the day when it's not so busy. Mm. Um, you know, or, you know, yeah, it's just one of those things. Like one time I did a two and a half hour session on a trip. <laughs> okay, that sounds like fun. <laughs> I tell you, it was highlight of my life. But, um, but yeah, definitely. So don't hog it because the thing is it'll come back to get you next time because someone else will do it and, you know, it's like, yeah, we'll bite you in the bum. Um, keep it down. So, two, there's probably a few reasons here. One is cell phones. Your cell that's phone rings. I was going to bring that up. Oh, that's what I was thinking before. I thought I'm going to come in here with number six. Oh, okay. Do not take your cell phone to the gym. Don't take your cell phone. Okay. Is there there how bad, how annoying? I've been in gyms, and people are sitting there trying to work out, and they're talking on their phone or they're sending texts. I'm saying, you're at the gym for a purpose, for God's sake. Oh, see, I'm together. a bit more lenient here. I wouldn't take I'm, cell phone, but no. not when you're actually doing weights. It's not like you're doing one rep with one hand. No. Um, but if you are going to take a cell phone and it rings, definitely be quiet with it. No. Um, Don't take it. Get rid of the cell phone. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> just overwrote me on that one I've overrun you um, and also I just don't become a real noisy person at the gym this is just like you know we've talked about love making in the show and don't make don't make it sound like you're making love when you're doing your weights you know because it's not cool you know people know you're working hard okay that's cool and you can make make people look like you're working hard but yeah. <laughs> one time at the gym years ago there was a guy doing a set of 100 yeah. and he was a real noisy guy and I was like uh, so there you go so don't do that so there you go there's a high it's five for gym Evans etiquette this week high five gym etiquette there you go beautiful okay well. Website of the week. So coming up in a few minutes, we're going to have an interview with what was her name again? Alex. Alex. Alex Young. Alex Young. She's young girl, that Alex. Mm. And um, real nice girl, and she's basically one of the big people behind the people who run Pro Four and the Challenge Wanaka race, mm-hmm. and uh, now Challenge Wanaka, not Challenge Queenstown, mm-hmm. which you may notice. And uh, so we thought we'd just make their website website of the week this week. So Challenge Queenstown is. Um, what it was previously called, and if you go to challenge slash queenstown.com, which we'll have on our show notes at I mentioned, challenge com, hyphen, hyphen, sorry, yeah. um, basically it's where you go to find out all the information about their race. They've got some news on there, they've basically got basically like in any other normal Ironman race, mm-hmm. um, but it's a really good site to, if you're looking to do that race or you're thinking of doing that race in the future. They've got um, like course description and all that kind of stuff on there, mm-hmm. so we thought we'd basically chuck that in there. So you want yeah. to do an intro to the interview? So www.challenge-queenstown.com. I mm. dare say next year that'll change to challenge-wanaka.com because that's where the race has moved to. That's right. Um, yeah, but just a bit of an intro into this, uh, into our chat with Alex. Um, yeah, like Bevan said, uh, she's involved with Pro 4 and with the race and they've been long-time supporters of uh, Epic Camp as well, which we talk a little bit about. 
but it's going to be a fantastic race, beautiful part of New Zealand, um, nice timing, it means if you're building up for this race uh, and you want to call it a day at, at, after that race for the rest of the season, it mm, means that you've is got, cool, isn't it? That is cool got some summer yeah. left. Um, so that's one thing I hate about training for New Zealand is that you lose your summer. Whole summer. Yeah, you really do. And that's a good thing about the Coast to Coast, which is a race down here. It's in, in February, so mm. start of February, once you've got that done, so you've got February and March, which are probably the best two months of weather yeah. um, to, to really chill out. Whereas Wanaka's like at the beginning of, or the middle of January, so same type of thing, isn't it? Yeah, so... Um, yeah. So it's, cool. it's, it's going to be a cool race, you, like we say in the interview, Bevan and I will be down there, I'll be racing, Bevan will be doing part of the race, yeah, uh, definitely. and uh, the whole Epic Camp team oh, will so be you're down doing the whole thing? I'm doing the whole thing, I'm doing the whole granddaddy. Oh, and, um, and then you'll, Scott Molina will be down there, uh, Gordo will be down there, so there'll be a few rock stars, Chris McCormick's going down Yeah, we're well. talking about jacking up an interview of Chris, that's really exciting. Mm. Mm. So, so here's the interview, and uh, yeah, enjoy. Right here, here we go, right now. Righty ho! Today in the uh, the very plush Iron Man <laughs> Talk Studios, it's uh, it's humming with people. Yep. We've got uh, three people, people in the here. room. Yeah, <laughs> so we're all getting a bit toasty. Um, but we're going to have somebody on the mic today, uh, Alex Young from Pro Four, and we're just going to talk a bit about the Challenge Wanaka race, and uh, got some exciting news there, and uh, it's going to be a growing event. So exciting we're stuff! Looking forward to it's it. Coming up. So welcome along. What do you think of the studio? It's pretty amazing. This is fabulous. <laughs> yep, it's great. Alex, Alex has been a listener. She listens in. Yep, she must and feel now... privileged to be with the little reindeer things up there. <laughs> yeah, she's made it. Now Same. I know where it all happens. <laughs> so tell us a bit, um, you've got some pretty exciting news in terms of the race that's coming up in January. Do you want to fill us in on that? Yes, well, we have just announced that Orca is the title sponsor. Ooh, nice. Yeah, so they have signed with... Um, Challenge Wanaka for the next four years, so it oh. is now called Orca Challenge Wanaka. Wicked. Oh. Yeah. So what does that mean for you? Um, definitely a lot more credibility for the race. Yeah. Um, um, basic support. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I mean, the main thing is a lot of the time when you're, you're trying to set up a new event, it's always, you know, there's always a bit of uncertainty out there and mm, people are going, oh, they often sort of wait for the second year and sort of want to check it out, but... But I think it's fantastic that um, we've got a second event in New Zealand. You know, yeah. We've had Taupo for, for many years in Auckland. But, um, and a South Island event. A South Island event. Yeah. We like South Island things. We get a bit ignored <laughs> down here that's sometimes. Right. Yeah, that's you right. poor things. Um, so that's fantastic. So so how, how long is that sort of sponsorship deal going to be running for? Four years Four at years? the stage, yeah. So it's um, it means a lot. It's fantastic. Wicked. Yeah. So you bring Auckland. it on. Auckland. Challenge. Oh, we're all quick. Just play the record if you don't do. Sorry? Oh, we're all quick. So there you go. You ripped it the other day. I ripped it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there's progress. There's progress. <laughs> um, so let's talk a little bit about the, um, the course. Um, have you been down to Wanaka much yourself? I've never actually been to Wanaka myself. Beautiful place. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, Wanaka's beautiful. I've heard. So mm, there's I've obviously seen. been a, a change in the course because originally we were going to be uh, heading to Queenstown, but yes. for a number of reasons we've, we've moved to Wanaka. What's the sort of the response to the, the move been? Actually pretty positive, mm. yeah. Um, obviously it was more of a um, cold factor, the reason why we moved, so... <laughs> people can understand that it's probably a little warmer in Wanaka yeah. and um, they're happier. Yeah. yeah. I've, sw- I've swum in Lake Wanaka before, it's beautiful. Uh, <laughs> can't say I've ever swum in Lake Wakatipu. No. It is a bit chilly. Um, yeah, I went on your website yesterday, I noticed if you actually got it on Google Maps or something, you got it marked out? Or a map yep. course. Yeah, yeah, which is good. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So the, the bike course, um, from what I understand, is, is going to be reasonably quick. I think um, you head from Wanaka out to Cromwell, which is... Uh, which is, is pretty flat, just a few little undulations, and then uh, you, you head back to Wanaka on a, on a separate road, and then you head over to Lake Hawea, and I've been told for, by a few people that live down there that the basically the road from Wanaka to the west coast is, this is from pretty experienced guys, is uh, right up there with one of the top rides anywhere in the world in really? terms of scenery. Wow. So um, so I'm looking forward to that, that's going to be pretty wicked. Yeah. And then, yeah. uh, from what I understand, the run sort of just cruises around the lake a few laps of the lake. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. It's going to be Beautiful. fantastic. Nice and scenic. I'm going to be lining up. We're, we're, we're going to be there, aren't we? We're Bevan, taking it Bevan's on. going to be there. You might be yeah. there as part of a team, possibly. Was no, I'm going to do. I'm going to actually do because we're doing Epic Camp. John and I do. Well, I'm doing Epic Camp, and uh, right. I'm going to do swim, bike, and pull out partway through the run. So are you? Well, because my key race is Tapo. So, okay. Yeah. But he's going but, to be there. But if I'm if I'm doing really well, who knows? I might who just <laughs> bring it on. Then not be in front of the coach again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh dear. <laughs> And um, we're obviously, you know, you guys um, obviously putting on this race and you, you've got a number of other things that you're sort of involved in. Obviously, one of them is uh, is Pro 4. Yes. And we've also got a good time with, with Epic Camp. Do you know much about Epic Camp? I do. Yes, mm-hmm. I've been following you guys a lot, all around the world, actually. 
So, yeah. so Pro Four have been a fantastic supporter of Epic Camp um, last year, and you know, in France, um, obviously, you guys are kind of tied in quite nicely when you were sort of expanding into mm-hmm. into Rote, and uh, and then obviously we had Epic Camp France. So, tell us a bit about Pro Four then, for the listeners who don't know about it. Okay, um, basically, we're a nutrition brand. Um, Pro Four is focusing more in the northern hemisphere, so that's why you might not have heard a lot about it in New Zealand. Um, yeah, it's our international brand and um, really good quality nutritional products. Yep. Um, we are the sponsor of Quelle Challenge Rolt. So um, all so of those. Right for the record. <laughs> yeah, Rolt, that's how you say it. <laughs> um, so for all those Germans out there who would like to um, try the products, you can buy them in Germany. Oh, mm. well. Yeah. Cool. And so you're yep. just obviously trying to broaden your horizons over in that part of Absolutely, the world? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. We actually found a really really good need for um, a thin gel. Okay, mm. cool. So, um, yeah, the, the Pro 4 Gel Light is a thin gel as opposed to all the, the thick ones that are out there, and um, a lot of people rave about it. So we've, we had a demand, so we had to make the demand. Cool. Yeah, so it's great. Are you selling much elsewhere in the world other than Germany? Yep, we sell into the North America mm-hmm. and um, also Australia and South Africa, um, Philippines. I think we've got an account in the Philippines. Uh, once you've been on Iron Man talk, it'll be everywhere. Absolutely, yeah. 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 <laughs> you guys reach tens and thousands of people. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, and I guess the best place for people to find their sort of local retail would be through the website? Yes, pro4bodyfuel.com. Mm-hmm. Yep. Can they order online? Just yes, they can. Yeah. We actually have... Um, yes, yes, we have challenge packs that you can actually buy. That's got a three options of um, packs that you can purchase and we'll ship it straight to you. Wicked. So, yeah. Okay. Um, obviously, you guys are, are teamed up with um, with Rote. Not Roth, Rote. Well, it's not Roth. <laughs> <laughs> We're always told by our German friends it's Rote, not Roth. Um, how sort of significant a relationship for, is that for you guys and sort of what does it mean for you for you and his event? It's huge. Yeah? Yeah. Quelle Challenge Rote is um, arguably the biggest triathlon Mm. Ironman distance triathlon in the world, and you must spectator watch it. Watch, watch it's one, incredible. Yeah. I was there this year, and really? it's a race that some everybody has to do if they're into it. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. Really? Yeah, the amount of people that actually just get into it, yeah. nothing to do with the sport, but they want to come and watch and yeah. and cheer on everybody. It's it's so amazing. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Damn it! I was supposed to be yeah. doing it this year. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go into that later. We'll go into that later. Yeah. Yeah. Another day. <laughs> Um, and so how sort of, uh, how's this sort of pro field and uh, looking for, for down in Wanaka? Yes, well, we've got um, the Grangers, Belinda and Justin Granger. Oh, I'm, I'm hoping you're not going to give too many names. Yeah. <laughs> Each time I hear oh, a name, don't. I'm going to be going down <laughs> yeah. um, the list. Order. <laughs> um, so they're going to come across. Um, we've got Scott Molina. Oh, oh Scott. <laughs> yeah, I I the Terminator. Down. Oh, you used to have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got Kieran Doe. Oh, Kieran Doe's a very up-and-coming athlete. Make yep. sure you tell him to slow down as well. <laughs> he, got, he got second in Roth, didn't he? Third. Third yeah. in Roth. Yeah, so, so um, he's up there. Yep, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. And we've got Chris McCormack coming over to do a swim in a nice. team. Cool. So, cool. Yeah, some Keep really good out of the individual race. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty exciting. Lots, oh, lots of names. Yeah, and Klaus is doing as well, isn't he? Well, I'm not sure if class he, he originally is definitely planning on doing it, but uh, I haven't oh, heard the latest update on him. He's been a bit sick, so I think... I think it's still on his plans, but we'll wait and watch oh, that space. You're hoping he's sick. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that, Devin. Um, and obviously, you know, um, first year, I, think, I guess you probably just want to get the event up and rolling. Have you, what are you sort of an- anticipating in terms of uh, numbers and, and getting good support yeah. from Wanaka? We've ordered over 200 finishing medals. Okay, so cool. it's not bad for the first year. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. People are, you know, a bit hesitant about the first year, want to see what's happening. So... Yeah, no, it's, it's really good. We're really, really happy with it. Mm, definitely. It's one of those things that, you know, two or three years from now, it's a huge event. And well, I mean, I spoke to one, I actually had an email from one guy this morning who, um, just a, another guy that coaches in Christchurch, and he said, you know, he'll look to do it next year. And I think I think quite a few people do, unfortunately, sometimes wait that first year and Test see how it goes. Right. But, um, but I think it's going to be a good event. So, so if you do it this year, you place really well, and even like 10 years from now when it's really huge, you say, oh, you got 100. You've also got a, a team aspect which is sort of pretty similar to Roth and uh, um, Rote. Whoops. Um, <laughs> is, that pretty pop- <laughs> is that pretty popular over in Rote, the team aspect? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, huge numbers of really? people doing teams. Really? Yes, mm. yes. Um, yeah, mm. that was something that we had to have in our race as and well. Is, are you having much interest in that aspect of this year? Yes, yeah? yes, definitely. Yeah, cool. lots of people who want to participate in the team. It's a really nice yeah. aspect because, you know, we, we've talked, John and I talked about this before about how. 
for some people doing an Ironman seems such a big thing but maybe doing a team thing first That's and right. then after doing that because you know when someone watches an Ironman they're always so inspired I want to do this That's right. mm. whereas they can feel more involved with the process and then maybe take the next step later so. yep that's right. Yeah, that's really a good, good thing. thing to do with your mates too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Especially if you're doing a swim. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Wanaka's going to be a pretty awesome place to have it, I think. If you're ever down in Wanaka, make sure you go to the maze. Best <laughs> maze. Haven't done the maze. <laughs> Got to go to the maze. Did you get lost? Uh, no, but my friend, a uh, friend of mine, uh, runs the maze, and uh, it's a fantastic place. It's got all this three D stuff. For those who don't know about Wanaka, it's basically like a tourist town that hasn't been over kind of populated no. with tourists as such yeah. and it's a, just a really beautiful place it's just stunning isn't it there's uh, ski fields all around it so yeah <laughs> Mount Aspiring there and it's just a really beautiful one of my best friends lives down there and I go down to visit him and it's just paradise okay. so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, so I'm looking forward to that the, um, mm. the people in Wanaka are being so great really? they, yeah. they can't wait to have us and it's such an active community down That's there right. too isn't it yeah. yeah. so they're really really 110% behind yeah, us which really is cool. fantastic yeah. yeah and you need that don't you the community aspect's pretty yeah. important you know you, if you look at all the great Ironmans and, and long course races around the world they're not necessarily in big cities or anything no. like that. They really get everybody in behind it and it becomes a real community. Yeah, they get lost in the big cities, don't they? Yeah. yeah. And the good yeah. thing about Wanaka is there's a huge domain area down the front there. So yeah, it's going to be, um, I'd imagine, a pretty a relatively easy place to run run a race. Um, so it'll be cool. Oh, careful there, mate. <laughs> the studio, I tell you. <laughs> and you've also, um, later on in the year, for, for New Zealand listeners and obviously anybody who uh, wants to come over for another race, you've got the uh, Auckland Half Ironman that you guys run as well. What's, what date is that this year? Do you know? It's the 31st of March. 31st of March. So yes. a nice late season race for mm. um, you know for either people uh, that do sort of an early season Ironman over here or Ironman distance race and uh, and perhaps for those people that do want to you know perhaps maybe build up for an Ironman as you know maybe do the Olympic distance races during the season and then you can finish off the year with a half Ironman and um, from what I've been told it's a, it's a reasonably pretty solid little grunty course mm-hmm. but um but pretty spectacular yes it is yeah. does it is it sort of taken some of the old iron man course yes it does yeah yes oh, okay yes it's um based on the old on yeah, yeah. Up and down. yes yeah. absolutely <laughs> where else do you guys swim um in the mariatai so we've got more than two, three people in the room so we've <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> just proven the fact <laughs> and, pretty, and, and you had a pretty good uh, last year you had a pretty uh stellar field didn't you who won it last year did bella win it last year Jason Shortest won it last year. Yeah, well. Wow. And I know Gordo's been up there, and Scott's been up yeah. there, and Chris McDonald, and I know Bella and Stephen, uh, Bella Comerford and Stephen Bayless. So yeah. you've had a few, uh, few rock stars there yep, over the years. definitely. And yeah. somebody yep. smashed, oh, Christy, that's right. It was Christy smashed the course record last yes, year, didn't she? Christy yes. Goff, that's Klaus's yes. girlfriend. That's right, yeah, she did too. So um, I understand you got a bit of a bonus. You have bonuses on the line for course records? Yes, yeah. yep, yep, oh, absolutely. You go Bevan. Yep. I might have to go you smash got, it. got three weeks to recover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, right in. And go up there and rip it. <laughs> so do you actually have a lot to do with the coordinating of events yourself? Is this um, your roles or you're more No, I am, um, well, I am actually the general dog's body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I stand on corners and, and direct people yeah. and marshal and... Yeah. Yeah, um, it must be a huge thing to coordinate these type of events. It is, yes, I, I don't envy the people who actually do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she turns her head and looks at someone else in the room. <laughs> so um, make sure you get a. You're gonna be, you're gonna be my support team, aren't you? Out there, you down in Wanaka. You're gonna well, get all the. I'm beating you. <laughs> We've got to make sure there's plenty of support out That's there. That's right. Yeah, no, definitely. So, um, yeah, th- thank you very much for coming in. Have you got any other pearls of wisdom for us on on the race? Or are you on the. Walk- Auckland okay. or Wanaka? Um, it's just going to be a great time down in Wanaka. Mm. We're going to have a fantastic party afterwards. Really? Mm. Yep. Nice. Without a doubt. We're partying <laughs> what's up with John. We are. Uh, when it comes to partying, no one parties like John and I. <laughs> we're normally about eight, but that's okay. Four or eight, I tell you, we're massive. But the um, is the um, I think the prize giving or the parties at the the Warbirds Museum. Is that yeah. Right? Oh, cool. Yeah. So we're actually going to have some that's some flash, isn't it? heavy planes cool. sitting mm. around us, which is um, nice. some airplanes. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, bring it on. How many weeks have we got to go? About five. Yes. Yeah, not long. No. There's a countdown on the website. Um, if you really want to know pull, <laughs> pull my finger out yeah. Yeah. rolling on well thank you very much for coming in thank you very yeah. much for having me yeah and uh, make sure you go home and listen and, yeah uh, absolutely thank you for the other guys coming in yeah, yeah. and uh, we look forward to the race and we'll, uh, we'll be broadcasting from down there because uh, when we go on Epic Camp oh, Bevan's cool. going to be having the uh, yep, bringing the old computer with him and yep. uh, we'll be doing probably not daily reports on, on Epic Camp but uh, a few reports as we go along pretty much we'll be reporting as, as frequently as we can when we have Should internet we access we get an interview with uh, Mecca while we do too mm, yeah sure yeah. Um, so we'll be able to keep in touch during the race and post race mm. and uh, so listen up 
listen in. And for those of you overseas who are thinking of doing an overseas race next year, maybe, and this is a good one to kind of look to and plan yeah. ahead towards. And, January, it's in, uh, and you get to meet John and Bevan, so because exactly. we'll be there again next year, so mm. yeah, wicked the highlight of the year. It is. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, thanks for your time, and we'll see you soon. Thank you. There are a couple of things we forgot to mention in the interview, and uh, John. Yeah, one of them is um, the, the new title sponsor, Orca. Um, you know, it fits in really well with the race because Orca is basically a New Zealand company yeah, for people which is that, really cool. that didn't know that. Um, so homegrown, keep it green, Kiwis. Kiwis keeping it green. So it's 100% pure New Zealand. That's right. And uh, also some other exciting news. good goss. Is there's going to be a, another challenge race in France. Yep. So it's going to be. Uh, it's not going to be Ironman distance. It's going to be half distance. So mm. you know, two k swim, ninety k bike, twenty one k run. News should be out on that pretty soon. But you heard it first. On Ironman talk. On Ironman. And they're talk. looking to run it in May, aren't they? So is this May two thousand and eight or two thousand and seven? Uh, I would have thought it'd be next year. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So mm. um, I think it's fantastic, and that's one of the concepts that uh, we're pretty excited about. Is is that it looks like these guys are, the the challenge race and rote is, is really going to be expanding it worldwide and making it yeah. a bit of bit of a series for Ironman, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's going to be fantastic and, and, that, and they re- the good thing is they really look after the athletes so and if they uh, become really big do we become Ironman slash challenge like talk we could do yes. yeah we might have to do that and also apparently the entry fee at Rote is, is really quite cheap oh really yeah like it's it's like half the price of, uh, of, a, of an Ironman well to me if, if, if the challenge series can become quite a significant series around the world that's just great for athletes and age mm. groupers and and one thing about the, the, because Rote is so big that it's quite respected, isn't it? To like to do Rote is you know a lot of these other Ironman distant races we talk about you know, you haven't really heard of and it's you yeah. know like it's not really yeah. much of an event, but you know that is of an Ironman standard, isn't it? So it's a, it's a, I mean it used to be Ironman Germany, so it's a big probably the arguably the biggest race in in Europe, um, mm, which that, is cool. Then. So yeah, very exciting times and uh, yeah, that race is coming up in about five weeks' time. So there you go. So that's our website of the week with the interview. Yeah, as well. <laughs> we should do it for all the websites of the week. But anyway, there we go. So where are we going to now? Oh, coach, just go on, find some music. Coach's corner. You may have noticed the music, and it's actually called Mastermind, which is quite a. Quite appropriate. I am a mastermind. mastermind of coaching. Bevan. Yes, you are. Bevan's got a bit of a fixation with the orchestral music today. Yeah, it's, a, it's an orchestra theme. You know, mm. it's, it's good. Right, pull up my notes, big boy. Pull up, big boy. <laughs> Thanks for that. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah. So last week, Bevan sort of mentioned a topic that might be good to, to cover. Is going to be uh, if you want to become a coach. And so, obviously, I am a coach, and I might be able to give people a few tips on some. Uh, okay, some so before you kind of go into all the answers. Mm. What made you decide to become a coach? Let's do an interview of John Newsom here. Wow, Coach John Newsom. Um, I was really just—I mean, I was always very passionate about triathlon. I've been doing it for a long, long time, and it, it kind of just fell in my lap. I mean, um, things just really started to happen when I first started racing overseas. I went to Hong Kong, and uh, and was pretty much coaching over there from um, from quite a young age, and uh, and learning a lot over there. And it just kind of kept happening. I kept somehow educating myself and went and got a regular job when I was over in the UK a a few years later and triathlon kind of slipped out of my life a little bit and I wasn't too happy about that. Um, Understandable. Yeah (laughs) and then um, when I came I basically decided I wanted to run my own business and um, and a few different opportunities came up and uh, and I saw I could I could basically make a business of it uh, you know doing what I probably enjoy the most mm. and uh, and make it work for me so I can help people which I enjoy doing and sort of make it at the same time financially worthwhile for me mm. so I can make a career out of it and uh, it's great it means did I you can find, did you find before you kind of when you're a top athlete you got a lot of people asking you to coach yeah and, and you get a lot of you get a lot of people asking to come and take training sessions and things yep. like that I probably didn't get that many people asking for, for training programs as such yep. but you always ask to come and help out at your club sessions and things like that yep. and uh, people whenever you're out training they're always sort of quizzing you on lots of things mm. so you, you start um, questioning yourself and sort of trying to understand why you're doing certain things so you've got a good answer mm. so, mm. so that's how it kind of all um, rolled out for me nice okay so let's move on to coach's corner so mastermind it's a mastermind <coughs> so step one we talked about this uh we had an interview with john hallerman's uh he's also a mastermind as well yes, a few definitely. weeks ago and uh i think probably a good step if you did want to get into coaching and you haven't given a lot of thought would be to get hold of his uh the triathlon coach um little book which basically summarizes his sort of thoughts on coaching which and, by uh, coincidence, you can get on Ironman Talk. By coincidence, you can buy on Ironman Talk, which probably sounds like we're trying to push it down your throat. But I think it's a really good summary of 
just the things you've got to think about before you want to be a coach you know yep. how are you going to deal with different sorts of athletes it's not just a case of writing a training program and everything's going to be, be happy mm. there's quite a few other things sort of behind the scenes that you might not appreciate so i think that would be a good little starting point let's get a hold of that copy and yes you can buy it on uh bevan will leave the link up there through uh ironmantalk.com so that would be a good little step and that'll give you an introduction to it um Probably the next step you want to really ask yourself is why you want to be coaching and, and what you think you can offer athletes, you know. Um, why would an athlete come to you to get a program and, and do, are you a really experienced athlete? Do you, you, you maybe not even be an athlete and you want to get into triathlon coaching? So, yeah. so those, you've got to sort of ask yourself those questions and, and probably one of the big things you need to ask is whether you're going to want to be a professional coach, whether they're paying you for your service or whether you want to be an amateur coach. And... Uh, and, and that's a bit of a tricky one. Um, most people these days, you know, they are doing it professionally and, and maybe not doing it for a living, but they are getting paid for it. Mm. Uh, and one of the difficulties you probably face is if you're doing it at an amateur level, is making sure that your expectations and the athlete's expectations are in line. You know, if you've got a job and a family and you're still trying to coach on the side, you know, you may only be devoting a couple of hours to coaching a week and the athlete may be wanting more than that. So it's, it's really important to establish those sort of service levels early on yep. and so decide if you do want to do it professionally or you do want to do it amateur. As and an amateur. can you commit that level of time? Exactly. Mm. Um, so, so set yourself probably some time on how much, you, how much of your life you're prepared to dedicate to coaching. Yep. Probably one of the biggest things you really need to understand is are you a people person? because coaching is about being a people person mm, um, even if you're doing internet coaching and, and things like that it, it is really about developing a relationship and uh, and you know part of it is, is obviously writing a program but a big part of it is, is dealing with people when yep. they're, they're down um, trying to hold them back when they're trying to flog the living crap out of themselves yep. um, and so understanding how people's minds tick and if they're getting down sort of understanding what they're going through empathizing things like that uh, that's going to be a big part of if, if you are wanting to do coaching that's a big part of it it's not just about writing writing programs yep. so you need to be able to feel comfortable at talking problems through with athletes mm. uh, then my next point here is uh, to get a coach yourself I think it's very difficult to coach if you've never been coached yourself um, so it may be up to this stage you've just read books read the internet listen to Iron Man talk obviously and uh, and that's sort of how you've developed as an athlete and you've decided you want to get into coaching so I really would suggest that you get a coach um, go on training camps because that's how you're going to develop uh, not only as an athlete but as a coach is to understand different coaches ideas and you know you'll always go away from the thing going I really like that guy's ideas or I like his ideas, but I'll just put this little spin on it. And you've really got to start building up your own sort of coaching philosophy. One thing that's really good with doing that, I know with like group fitness, is that when I do other people's classes, I often learn a lot about how to teach better myself. And you know, totally. you learn the things that they're doing wrong, plus the things they're doing right, and you can kind of take both and think, well, maybe I don't want to be that, but I can improve here. And maybe they're doing this really great. And so, yeah, it gives you a different perspective on things. Hmm. I mean, when we talked to John Hallamans uh, a few weeks ago, you know, he was talking about the coaches that had the biggest impact on him. And, and yeah. he's a, you know, a hugely respected coach, but he you know, openly says that, you know, a lot of other coaches have had a big influence on him. Mm. You talk to like um, Gordo, you know, he's been coached by Scott. Uh, yep. He's also had quite a lot to do with uh, Dave Scott. Yep. Uh, he also talks to Mark Allen. I mean, obviously those are the three big names, but he also always goes on loads of other coaching courses and mm. things like that. Mm. So always trying to upskill. So, so that's a really important aspect. Um, in your off-season, I'd really encourage people to join single sport clubs. Again, it's about upskilling, uh, educating yourself on, on different coaching styles. You know, the way you'd coach a uh, athletics cross-country runner is going to be very different for how you coach a triathlete, but there's certainly some crossover where you can new, learn some new skills. Yep. Uh, do some qualifications, uh, depending on which country you're in. There's uh, triathlon coaching courses, or you may just be forced to go to single sport coaching courses if you don't have... Uh, a good triathlon program running there. Um, it's also really important to get a good um, basic grasp of sports science and nutrition. Yep. Um, so you can do that through courses or, or having appointments with consultants and so on. Mm. Um, I think it's really important that you train with others. Uh, if you're an athlete becoming a coach, um, I think if you're a loner, it's sometimes a bit hard to... I find it more difficult for these athletes to become coaches because um, I always think when you're out training, you need to be learning off other athletes and, yep. and other coaches as well. Um, when you are first starting out, start working with a small number of athletes. Don't just go for the, the full hog straight away and get a website and promote yourself professionally when you haven't coached anybody. Yep. Just start with maybe a few local athletes who are just um, looking, you know, maybe getting into the sport or, or at a fairly sort of amateur level and help them along their way. 
um, and then you'll sort of get a bit of a taste for it and, and try to understand if you, you do enjoy it or not. Uh, so I think that's important. Don't don't go out there too quickly. One thing you do want to do when you do start out as well is don't offer too much service. Yes. Because often when you when you first start out, you get three people, and you you, you know because you, you really don't want to be good at it, so you you do everything overboard. And you end up spending like fifteen hours a week on each person. Yeah. And then when it actually gets busy, you know you realistically maybe have three hours a week to spend on each person, or maybe exactly. not even that. And it's like. Um, then you set unrealistic, unrealistic expectations and you kind of yeah. create systems that aren't realistic either. And so, exactly. yeah, kind of right from the start, trying to find a place that is going to be what you can maintain when the numbers get bigger. Yeah. yeah. One of the big things that I'm a real stickler for is leading by example. Yeah. Um, and so if you're still an athlete and you're training uh, and you want to be coaching, I think you've really got to lead by examples. That means like turning up the pool on time. I hate, hate it when people are late. <laughs> I hate it. Um, and so it doesn't. You don't have to be the fastest, but you just think you need to show a really good level of discipline, a really good level of respect, yep. and then other people will look up to you. Um, I think that's really, really important. Um, also, I think uh, as you're sort of going through all these processes that I've talked about, is getting your coaching thoughts down on paper, um, and then you can start to build up a bit of uh, some resources that you can hand on to your athletes, and, and then they can get a clear understanding of, of where you're coming from, and also you can just get things down on paper. So when you Start thinking something you can write it down. Yeah, and eventually that could lead to a book or something like that. Exactly. And books are definitely a good way to get credibility. And uh, I think another really important aspect of coaching is continuing to compete. Um, It might not be that you continue to compete as as a triathlete, um, but maybe you do running or something like that. But I think you really continue to learn as uh, as a coach if you keep competing. And I think that's something also that athletes uh, look up to. So you know when you're talking to your athletes, you can they can sort of empathise that you're going through training and you know what they're going through and Mm. they know what you're going through as well. So so those that's my high ten. 10, 10 points there on uh, steps to becoming a coach. Yeah, it's good. Any it's good. questions there, young student? Um, no, not really. No? No. Happy enough with that. I've covered it pretty comprehensively. Yeah, I think the key things are is that I'm sure a lot of you guys listening out there are probably really knowledgeable in the sport and maybe thinking of doing this and that it is a long-term thing. You know, mm. like you maybe want to spend a year just doing the smaller steps like trying a few local athletes and just really trying that and seeing if you like it. Mm. And um you know, and obviously the money's not going to come straight away. It's like personal training at the gym. Like, I've worked at my gym for eight years now, and I've seen probably a couple of hundred personal trainers come through. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and only maybe six of them last. Yeah. And because they they think that coaching, A, normally the money's really good, and B, it's just going to come to you. And it, and it's really not like that. It's a business, and so it's not just the stuff John's talked about. It's really about learning about marketing, mm-hmm. about business skills, about how to do your tax, how to do all that stuff. And um, there's a lot more to it than just kind of writing up a program yeah, and to be exactly. really be aware of that and so maybe spend a six month to a year program before that um, you'll have a better realistic expectation of what you know and then you can make that decision based on that so mm. but yeah no, definitely a nice career if you can get it if you can make it happen mm. so anyway that's uh, Coach's Corner yeah beautiful radio so next up we have Questions and Answers so let's go through this. it's going to be a monster show yeah, it's going to be a monster show well, maybe we can fly through them yeah not okay. too many there this week Right, stop scanning. Can't read. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so we had uh, oh, this one is a good one. We yeah. had one in from Stephen. Um, yeah. You can you can read it out. Okay, so basically Stephen was wondering, should you warm up for an Ironman, and how much should you warm up for an Ironman? He, he's talking about when he does cycles, he kind of rides for an hour before the race. Obviously, not a very hard effort. Oh no, with some hard efforts, and the longer races just at least start slow, and as they get you know basically kind of eases into it as the race goes on. But that's mainly cycling. Now he's wondering for an Ironman, what's the best way to like, warm up? Yeah, I mean, everybody's got a slightly different views on this. And um, the thing with Ironman, you are up very, very early in the morning. Mm. And there's going to be a few key factors that you need to sort of uh, think about here. One is the water temperature. You know, if you're in Hawaii, there's no problem getting into the water and, and doing a decent warm-up. Um, but if you're in somewhere where, the, you know, you're at a cold a cold water race, the worst thing you can do is be in the water and starting to get really cold. So mm. that's um, one factor. I mean, I'll probably just talk through what I sort of do as a warm-up. Um, I'll generally get to the race pretty early, um, and then I'll just sort of have maybe get everything set up and then sort of go for around about a 15-minute jog. And that's pretty much my warm-up. Um, and then I'll, I'll go down to the lake, and if I was at Taupo, where you've got sort of moderate temperatures, um, I'll probably spend about... 10 minutes on the side of the lake doing um, warming up my arms just doing you know arm circles and things like that mm. and then I'll probably be getting into the water around about 15 minutes before start and and swimming and making sure during that warm up that um, I do a few little accelerations in there a few a little bit of hard swimming um, 
and trying to obviously you've got to get on the line and if you're a really competitive athlete you do need to get on the line pretty quickly and pretty early so you can get a good position so uh, it does mean you sometimes get a little bit cold um, also for first time Ironman athletes I think it is really important to get into the water uh, relatively early if you're at all uh, worried about the swim and really go in there and uh, try to get your breathing sorted out and do probably a slightly longer warm up um, because I know a lot of people get very panicky when they get into the water uh, what have you done in the past? Um, I've normally just pretty much jump in the water and do like 15 minute swim yeah. but, but very like I really have done, haven't done efforts but for me I've never really tried to cane the swim so I've just tried to get a little bit of warmth into me and then just get my body moving getting the muscles warm it's more for me about kind of being able to stretch out the muscles and because I find when I jump in the water at the pool it, you know it's never, never really find my rhythm for about 15 minutes so um, mm. so for me it's just really about finding rhythm Yeah. and uh, once I've found that um, because I, I don't smash the swim that I'm not going that fast so I kind of feel my swim is my warm up in a kind of a strange way um, but so, yeah definitely. so to, to answer that Stephen I mean I think any cycling or, or running warm up isn't really necessary isn't, isn't vital mm. um, if, if it's fine it might help to ease your nerves a little bit but it's probably not going to help your overall overall performance during the day um, you do want to go in there and check everything's working properly you know just maybe go out for a little spin on your bike um, to make sure it's going okay uh, and a little jog doesn't that's not going to do you any harm but the main thing is is just to get in the water um, make mm. sure you're not going to get too cold do a few little accelerations uh, so when I mean accelerations maybe you know 20 to 30 meters where you're sort of building up your pace to, to quite a quick pace uh, and then get yourself onto the line and, and try to stay as warm as possible also find it really good when you are actually on the line is actually keeping some kicking going you know uh, kicking um, just you're sitting legs there some moving. of the time yep. to keep your legs moving quite aggressively at stages just to try and keep some body warmth up um, if you're in Hawaii that's not such an issue okay next up we have some questions from Philip asking about he's basically going to go for a carbon bike and he's got a few questions so how do I know the bike is a perfect fit for me it's a tricky one um, <clears throat> because it is main, a tricky one isn't the, it you know you've got all these different computer programs out there these days that, um, that, are, that, are, that apparently they tell you exactly what sort of size mm. frame you should have the big thing is, is going to be your flexibility so um, you know you, you and to remember you're in aero position exactly the bars, so the bike needs to be shorter comfort is comfort is the main thing you know you've got to be comfortable on the bike and, and what is what you've got to be in, bear in mind is when you get, do go and try a new bike it's going to feel different um, so you've got to differentiate between different and comfortable mm. um, difference okay as long as it feels relatively comfortable um, so the best thing you can probably do is go in there um, if you'd like you know get sized up on a bike from the bike shop and if it's the one you want to get see if you can just take it out for a little training ride for a, you know maybe 20 or 30 minutes or something yep. you probably have to leave a, a deposit or your watch or something there which um, i think in a way most bike shops should do because yeah it's a big investment it's yeah, a lot of money exactly if you're you, buying, know, you get to drive a car don't you if you're buying a carbon bike mm. so so that's probably what i'd be suggesting is, is do get them to size you up with uh <clears throat> Either they do an eyesight test, or they'll they'll, um, they'll they'll use some sort of uh, measuring devices or measuring devices. Yep. So so get them to size you up properly, and then take it out for a little ride and, and see um, see how it feels. If it doesn't feel right, it's not the right bike for you. And remember, in twenty minutes, don't get overwhelmed by the beautifulness of the bike. You know, you're going to get on a carbon bike, and you think, oh, this feels awesome. Actually, focus on how do I feel in this position. Yeah. You know, because the carbon bike, if you haven't ridden a carbon bike, you're going to get on and you think, oh man, this is gold, and you know, yeah. you're going to fall in love with it. But it may be the wrong position, and that's what you really want to be focusing on at that moment. Yeah. Um, so he's asking, who can I trust to advise me on sizing? He's saying his mate recently got sold a bike and it was sized wrongly. Just got to go on recommendation, probably. Yeah, that's the best thing to do. Talk to cyclists. Actually, get out there if there's a local forum for cyclists or if you've got some mates who have cycled, and basically find out who you can trust in the industry around town, mm. and uh, that's probably the best way to go about it. Um, what do you think of Carbon Sports Total Eclipse Beam Frame? Mm, I'm, not, I'm not really familiar with them, sorry. Okay. Um, and why that? Why are these bikes so effing expensive? For what, for what they, they are, have? branding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's just you're paying for a brand. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is your way around it? There's not really a cheap carbon option, is there? No, not especially. There's there's quite a bit of variation in prices, but if you're going full carbon, you know, yeah, you're gonna be paying a, a few grand for that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but don't get caught up in that. You know, like you can pay a couple of thousand dollars more just for a brand, and if it's you know, like at the end of the day, most bikes are pretty close. Mm. And uh, you know, do your research. It's always a really good idea to do your research before you go into the shop. So go on the internet, read some reviews on bikes on some bike bike, bike gear reviews, a website we've talked about previously, um, and go into those types of websites. Find out all your reviews and know what you're going to do before you go into the shop. So once the salesman kind of tries to upsell you to a better model, you know that it doesn't have what you really need, and maybe mm. your value is saved. It's a uh, you know, it's a much smarter way of doing it because you can get caught up in the bike shop, as we all know. 
Yeah. I was only going to spend a grand, five <laughs> grand later. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so definitely. Next up, we had uh, Barnsey. Barnsey. And uh, he's got a question for you. Um, I have one Ironman under my belt, and I'm doing France next year, and I was contemplating doing either London or Paris Marathon. So he's going to do the Ironman in the pretty much end of June. He's wondering if he should do April Marathon. Yeah, I'd probably, um, it kind of depends. If, if you're going to treat the marathon as a race, then I'd probably say it's probably not the, the greatest idea. If, you, if you're really going to race a marathon, it does take quite a bit out of you. And if you're looking at April, then you've got May and June. Stop scrolling. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're looking at uh, late April, then it only leaves you May and June. So it's probably only going to be, what, seven or eight weeks before yeah. before you race. So I'd say, probably say that's too close if you're going to race it. It depends how fast you do. If you're doing a four-hour marathon, yeah. that's quite a long time to be running that close to an Ironman. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so if, if you are a, a half uh, a pretty handy uh, runner, Bainsey, um, it'd probably be okay if you're just going to treat as a training run. If you're going to go and race that marathon, I'd probably suggest it wouldn't be the greatest idea. I'd probably focus more on your uh, your Ironman efforts. Yeah, definitely. No, definitely. Okay, next up uh, from Duncan. Oh, he's actually given us some suggestions. Okay. So, Duncan, you do have to go on the blog, but his suggestions are, that's another episode out there. Now it's time to get out there. Out of here. Well, that's kind of good. I like that. Okay. That's it from us for another week. Train hard, train smart, train with balance. Train with the mully. (laughs) So, Well, you need to grow a mully there, mate. I do. (laughs) So, um... So, so Duncan's got the, he's got the ball rolling, but you don't have to go on the blog, Duncan. Um, so go on the blog this week if you want to have the outro for the show. Yes. So anyway, sponsors? Coffees of Hawaii. That's uh, really cool because... I've got a bit of news from Coffees of Hawaii. Um, Apparently it was a little bit expensive to buy the get it shipped internationally, wasn't it? Yeah, so basically there's some news from Coffees of Hawaii. Coffees of Hawaii has reduced shipping costs for its international Ironman Talk customers just nice. in time for the holidays. Well, remember, because did you get your dad a present? Belinda did. (laughs) (laughs) She's actually out buying another present today as well. Um, If you live in Canada, you can buy one seven-ounce bag for a shipping cost of only $2.50. Nice. And up to three bags, including our three-day, three-bag gift pack, for only $6. Nice. Uh, so for listeners in New Zealand, Europe, or elsewhere, the costs are only $5.25 for one bag and $9.50 for up to three bags. Cool. Um, So if you want to place an order... Uh, click on the contact us and then send us an email to the link for mail order and internet uh, internet sales. So I'll repeat that. So as you go into www.coffeesofhawaii.com. Yep. Click on contact us yep. and then send an email to the link where it mail says order. for mail order and internet sales. Make sure you're an Ironman Talk listener. Um, and then Kaleo or Tiana will finalise your order with the uh, Ironman Talk shopping costs. For the U.S. listeners um, out there, Coffees of Hawaii has already negotiated reduced shipping costs for all its domestic customers. The new reduced domestic shipping costs will be applied when using the regular shopping cart cool. process. Um, so those guys just really appreciate everybody's patience as they're developing the new website, which is the .com one, um, and they're going to be able to better, you know, better receive the the global response I've been getting because apparently they've been getting uh, some some pretty good uh, traffic through from the site so we appreciate that guys yeah, yeah, you know, um, coffee's a, a good Christmas present for your dad it is and uh, <laughs> it's produced in Hawaii so it's a pretty tricky place to ship things out but it is a really good product uh, mm, and definitely. they're supporting the show and they're supporting triathlon they uh, they also go to the Hawaii to Hawaii Ironman they're supporting Epic Camp so yeah. We would really appreciate you guys supporting them um, because it's a good product and we sort of endorse it and uh, and it helps to keep the show rolling. And that's the main thing. So, dub, so, dub, dub, coffeesofhawaii.com. Yep. Go get your coffee there. Get your dad's Christmas present from there. Mm-hmm. John? Yep. <laughs> so, yep. so, what are you going on for the rest of the week, mate? What have I got on this week? I've got, I'm, I think I'm on the microphone this weekend at a local race. Active, Ooh, active do you like doing triathlon. the microphone? Oh, I, I get into it. Yeah. I get I'd love to it. do the microphone. I'd love to. I'd, give me a mic, mate. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and then I've got a work do on that afternoon. Work do? You don't work? I, no, I do. Yeah. Well, I kind of tag into the active health work too. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, big ride on Saturday. Oh, we're doing a big ride. We're doing gorgeous. Yeah, good. Gorgeous, and just catching up on work that I didn't do last week. Really nice. Mm, what about nice. you? Well, I had balance today. I was a parent helper at my daughter's school mm-hmm. today, so that was very exciting stuff. And then I'm really concerned about my calf, to be honest. So I'm not doing much running. I'm going to do a lot of cycling this week, and uh, my year's pretty much quietened down from here. So this weekend, I'm just going to do a lot of training and. Next out, I'm going to see James Bond. I saw that last weekend. Was it good? Yeah, it is good. It's yeah. a bit, 
they brought in a bit too much of a love story, you know? Uh, Belinda really liked it because... I thought, I thought it was just in and out. No, <laughs> no, it's not. That's the thing. Uh, uh, there's a, a, like, a real love a story there. And, uh, uh, do you want to hold my hand? I wasn't happy about uh, that. And uh, it, is a good, it is a good movie, good James Bond movie. Um, Have you seen Borat? No, I haven't. That was the big toss-up we when uh, saw James Bond or, or okay. that. So it is good. Yeah. Um, but I want to see the next James Bond, a little less of the uh, the ongoing romance. We do like to see yeah. in and out sort of action with James <laughs> Bond. Um, and uh, they were lacking a little bit on the gadgets as well. Really? That's disappointing. Mm. That is disappointing. But yeah. hey. But hey, it's, uh, it's worth a watch. Okay, well, I'm going to do that this week. So there you go. So but maybe we'll do a movie review section next we week. Could. <laughs> you know, yeah. We could expand our horizons. So anyway, that's... Uh, any questions? Oh, I just about wrapped it up. Any questions? Ironmantalk at gmail.com. Show notes, www.ironmantalk.com. Please click on an ad, which you guys keep doing, which we love you for. And more people have bought stuff through Amazon. Oh, we like that. Yeah, and it's Christmas time, so if you're not going to buy coffee, go to Amazon, buy something, and put it, make sure you go through our page. So go onto the store, and then go into Amazon, buy whatever you need to buy, and that way we get a commission on that. It's, it's bugger all, but it all adds up. Um, anything else I normally mention? John's coaching website? Triathloncoach.net. And that's about it for this week. We need to. We, we will have an out maybe next week. We all hope so. It's very exciting. Next week's it? probably going to be the last show for. Uh, well, what, 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 yeah. What, so what we're going to do over the next few weeks is basically we're going to do next week's the last show before Christmas, and then two weeks that we're going to kind of like do the best of the year. So we're going to do like the best, best high five and the best coaches corner, the best interviews and stuff like that. Pooing on the bike's got to be up there. <laughs> <laughs> Peeing on the bike wasn't it? Peeing on the bike. <laughs> and uh, so we're, we're going to do a best off for two weeks, and then what's really exciting? John was mentioning earlier in the interview is that we're having. Um, Epic Camp Iron Man Talk mm. and uh, it will be a bit kind of it won't be released on the Tuesday when we normally release on the Tuesday we'll probably release it every couple of days and uh, it's going to be really exciting because I'm going to be doing it John's going to be doing a little bit of it and helping out and obviously we've got Gordo um, Scott, Scott and, and whole that, handful yeah whole handful and so it'll be kind of interesting to kind of share the experience with you guys so mm. we'll be doing that and then at the end of that we're doing the Veronica race and we'll get Macker on there hopefully and uh and maybe even someone else so um, yeah so bring it on so that's our show for this week next week we have our last ending a new ending and mm. might have Emily on next week maybe oh that's true yeah we may have Em on so if you've got any questions for Em we got a question last week didn't we about yes and when we're I've, specifically I've, looking at pre-race week food yes so yep. if you've got any questions on on, uh, on what to sort of eat during that last week if you've got anything like that then uh, send those in um, and we'll try and get them covered. And if it doesn't happen next week, it'll definitely happen at some time, so definitely get them through. Anyway, guys, uh, that's our show for this week.